Hey guys, welcome to episode 237 with my guest, Amy Shira Title. Uh, a lad, I think you were the first person to suggest that I podcast Amy. So uh, I want to dedicate this episode in part to you. Um, and I also want to thank for your wonderful recent emails. Um, well, Mark H. I met in, in Honolulu and uh, he turned me on to a great band and I really enjoyed chatting with him. Uh, it was so great hanging with everybody in Hawaii and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to get uh, an episode out last week. But um, that was why. Uh, I think I said that in my last intro, so this probably is not coming as a surprise or shock to anyone. Uh, I also want to thank David and Scott for your wonderful emails. And then I want to thank Amanda M. And interestingly, Amanda M. Two totally different, unrelated Amanda M.s who wrote me wonderful emails this week. And uh, I think that's it for now. I want to uh, encourage you to enjoy this episode. I think you will. Amy is a very bright, uh, funny, wonderful person. And um, I will talk to you next time on the podcast. Now entering Nerdist.com. No, I just no, I just mean no, like, are really you getting good. the right sound levels? I'm getting the right your... sound levels. Okay, good. I'm all set because I can never figure this out for man stuff. I just whenever I wear like a high because I shot video this morning, uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, I don't have a shirt to clip the mic on. Oh so I, like, yeah, did yeah. the bra thing. Yep, and yep. I was like, I really hope this picks me up at all. Yeah, so. and did but they probably could hopefully measure that or they were just oh, like just me. Oh, 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 oh no gotcha. I'm, oh, I'm a one woman yours. operation yeah, 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 I'm like yeah, I, I don't it. know what sound I is. thought you meant you went somewhere <laughs> oh no they, they can like yeah. keep it within the right thing so yeah. this is just me like, like shooting videos fingers crossed I was like here's hoping it doesn't sound too bad it sounds a little I muffled, think the fact but. that you have a microphone at, it, anywhere near your body and yeah. not just on a computer or on a camera yeah, you're already it helps. way ahead it of the game helps, but you're, what, what did you shoot this morning today I did this really really cool thing what is it this is, here's my memory welcome perfect, um, perfect. Um, me too it was the uh, the lunar reconnaissance orbiter did a topographical map using the laser altimeter and also matched that with um stereo images from two narrow angle cameras and f- made a 3d topographical map that shows proof in the topography of apollo 11's descent stage exactly oh. where it should be so it was just like really cool proof yeah. of landing on the moon um in topographical maps and the other one i did was a, uh, a 1968 report about saturn V derivatives so it's like looking at all these like ways to extend that rocket to do like 100,000 pounds to orbit and like deep space missions and all this cool stuff it's just like it's just one concept study but it's still like okay this is actually kind of cool so yeah both of those and you and it's and you said it's 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 off of a 1960 report yeah it was uh two engineers at the marshall space flight center in 1968 were like well we have all this infrastructure and all these facilities to build and process the Saturn V like we should keep going with this so let's see what we can do based on the core rocket to make it bigger and better yeah so it was actually like would have saved us a lot of money but we didn't do that (laughs) we don't do a lot of things thanks everybody for totally ignoring that yeah Yeah. now you just said process will you tell uh, our listeners where you're from I am from Canada Mm -hmm. and it's not a thing that I ever noticed until I was um only recently I was doing a shoot and um I, they, they had to keep telling me to say process, which doesn't... First of all, say whatever you want. It, yeah, it just doesn't come naturally to me. Yeah. It's sort of like... And I definitely, because I live here, will mix the two up. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. I'm not even really aware I like of it. I I do stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't... Like, people say, like, do you say neither or neither? And I'm like, 
Can't, do we have to is, choose? Is I think one, I might say both. Which one is which? Neither or neither. I think you can say either one, right? I, I, I'm not even conscious of what I say. Yeah. But I, so I was doing this. neither. Yeah. Okay, I must say me. I think I'm neither, a, but I think. Yeah. But neither, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think but I feel like I've said neither this nor yes, that. I think it depends on like the either. instance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was also in the same shoot. I had a director say, can you take say, do that whole read again? Because you sound like you're trying to sound Canadian. And I was like, you know, I'm from Canada, right? <laughs> like the, the outs and the abouts, like they do slip out. And I yeah. don't really I'm not conscious of it. But I hear it now, yeah. and it's just like this is weird. I but. just don't think. But it was so. Was it a thing where, if for some reason, you weren't allowed to not be American? No, it was. A, it was a contract for a company that show is not actually being made anymore, which is unfortunate. But um, yeah, they just wanted it to be there. It's an American company, American centric mm-hmm. audience, so they mm-hmm. wanted it to be. I mean, they wanted control over all kinds of things. I including, hear you. you know, usually when I do things, it's like you show up with your hair and your makeup done, you'll be fine. Yeah, just pop you on camera because like I'm the expert, right? Yeah. This is one of the few times I've ever been like talent, quote unquote, oh, which sure. is like not fun. And uh, you know, wardrobe and hair and makeup was all done. I'm just like this feels like I'm playing a caricature of myself. Yeah. God, I could really and see that. Being told to speak with a certain inflection, I'm like, I'm not an actress. Like, if this is what you wanted, hire an actress. Why am I here? Yeah, Hi- it's so <laughs> hire weird. an Amy type. Yeah, you can use yeah. that in the casting description. Yeah. That is Bizarre. that is a tough thing to get used to, and I think that's something that um, I sort of I because I sort of go between being you know being a role or or being myself on stuff, and um, it is always such a pleasure when some like. I think some people hate when they're told to arrive hair and makeup ready, which because it, I guess it adds on extra time for you at home or well, whatever. Well, it's also because like I'm not very good at it, but, right? Like, but you look great. Well, thank you. But you know, I do what I do for my own life, but that right. doesn't necessarily translate right. to camera. Like, but I don't know what if, contouring is. Well, so when they're yeah. like, you know, we Agreed. need you Understood. to have like matte skin. I'm like, yeah. I don't even wear foundation. Yeah. Like, I just put on a lot of eyeliner. That's yeah. basically it. So when they're like, just come with everything ready. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. Yeah, <laughs> that's all very fair and, like, enough. Fair hair enough. is just a frizzy mass most days. Right. And like the bangs curl uneven, uh, unevenly. And it's just like, I don't know, whatever. But whatever it's doing, it's doing it now. So. Yeah. Well, it, uh, if you look great. So I would have assumed that you would, you sort of had the look that you wanted to present. And, and that's what's tough about like again as you were saying when you're yourself and then you go in because I've totally had that happen to me where I'm like I'm me and they're like okay so great we're gonna do this kind of a lip these eyes we're gonna curl your hair so it's like real wavy yeah and I'm like but uh, well I wouldn't I mean I I probably wouldn't do that Uh, yeah okay yeah it's sort of like you wanted me but why yeah like what? like well, if you want to be comfortable it's like that, that, yeah. that artifice goes on that is yeah that is sort of like it might be great and easy for an actor but it's not necessarily like I feel like I'm tugging at myself when I'm much I'm more aware of how I'm moving yeah. my face too when I'm wearing because like I don't wear anything on my yeah face. so as soon as you I have like, like of... the, yeah the foundation the powders and they keep like touching it up and adding to you and yeah. like your hair is sprayed to within an inch of its life I'm suddenly very aware of every movement because mm-hmm. I can feel it more yeah and I'm sort of like I'm fo- I'm so much more focused on how I'm holding my face than I am on the words that I'm saying and like all everything I do is still science like even right. if I'm talent it's science and I'm like guys this is not this should be secondary to like having a really really cool script that like gets right. into the meat and like that's why you hired me so why do I have to wear this much foundation yeah. and like yeah it's weird it's, it's tricky yeah. it's definitely tricky well we're in Canada are you from Toronto great yeah Toronto's good city great. super yeah. multicultural I yeah like very much fun. so yeah. yeah that's one of the things that I think people don't well there's a there's 
there's so much about Canada that I think is that there's if you don't spend any time there, there's sort of an across the board assumption about that all of Canada is alike for one thing, yes. as if you know the West Coast, the Central area, yeah. and the East Coast are all just like Canada. Yeah. Um, but that's a thing that I think people are surprised about Toronto. Americans are surprised about yeah. Toronto. They don't realize that it's like. New it's, York in terms yeah, of yeah, I was just gonna say it's like it's like and cultural and smaller scale New York, but nicer. Yeah, certainly cleaner. <laughs> Where people cleaner. I don't know. Last time I was in New York, it was pretty clean, but that was a few years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, like in Toronto, people will talk to you on the subway, and it's not weird. Uh-huh. So like, I still I still have like social culture shock when I go someplace and people are just like really rude. I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I I definitely fall into the classic Canadian trap of like see somebody across the parking lot and I'm like. I saw them. I'm going to hold the door. I'm like standing there for a full two minutes. Like, I'm just going to wait. I'm yeah. good. We're just going to wait. <laughs> this is all, these are all this reasons. This is what I do. <laughs> all reasons I love Canada. The first yeah. time I went and never feel otherwise yeah. because it definitely feels yeah. I, I went like to, how um, I was raised, you know? Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Arizona. But You're in Arizona? Yeah. Uh, Tucson. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Tucson in a couple of months. I lived in oh, Phoenix nice. for three and a half years. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. for three and a half years? Yeah. Um, I knew that. What, what were you doing in Phoenix? living just being uh, yeah no i am um, going to school when i or no when i finished my my master's i didn't have a phd lined up i had a job through arizona state at through the nsf and then because my boyfriend at the time was doing his phd out there so i i moved to a new country for a boy when i was 24 listen we've all been uh, there come on many <laughs> and, of us and then five years later i moved to la alone so worked out yeah there you go uh <laughs> yeah. wow what did you think of boy oh boy it was the Canada to phoenix so it was like toronto which is so multicultural it was and like i i'm from the beaches in toronto which is very near little india and like there's a lot of i mean just i love the culture that's represented in that city and people are nice like there's people you know crappy people everywhere but by and large so then to go to phoenix where it was just like and this was right around the time when that that law was passed where you could be stopped and asked for papers if you looked different and i was just like the best part about this is that no one would look i mean i'm a u.s citizen but no one would look twice at me the non-american born because i am a pasty woman (laughs) and i was just i was so like disturbed by how much not subtle racism was in that city i'm like i can't I don't know how to exist here. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember I walk walking down the street, which is a rarity in Phoenix because it's Indeed. hot. More so um, even than LA, I think. And There's I was in a, and I was in Tempe too. Walking. So it wasn't yeah. even like cool downtown Phoenix. It was like suburbs of Tempe. Yeah. Um and I saw a woman in a sari and I realized that it had been three years since I've seen like traditional Indian dress. And I was like, that's not okay. I'm not okay with this state. And yeah. you know, add to that it was like not the best relationship and all that. So it was just like not the best place that for me is, to live. So honestly, it was, that's I really can relate. Yeah. Like if someone and I have family in, in Phoenix and uh, I feel very differently about Tucson, not that I would be Tucson's comfortable moving different. there, but it's yeah. definitely, I mean, it, there's a, there's that sort of rivalry between yeah. Tucson and Phoenix where Phoenix is, doesn't have an opinion about Tucson, but Tucson loathes Phoenix yeah. yep. because of all of the reasons you yep. listed. I, I mean, that's what I grew up around was like my, my, like going up to visit my grandparents in Phoenix and my dad just railing on it like look at this look at free look at the freeways this is a mess look at those look at those lawns we live in a desert look yeah. at those lawns like so furious like where's the, where 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 is everyone who's not white what's going on yeah. like we're all the hispanic people because tucson is just very multicultural it in is, that way yeah. and it does have a it much protects more its like environment differently human and, feeling as opposed yeah. to like this kind of human which yeah. is yeah that, that took a lot tough. of getting used it's to tough. and i it really was, feel for you and the yeah weird. the heat is very depressing also the heat i was there four days it. before i bought a car 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God. I mean, Toronto yeah. has like not the best public transportation system, but I never needed to drive in that city. My parents yeah. are on a bus route. And then you get to Phoenix and it's like, well, I'm not going to wait 40 minutes for the bus in 108 degree mm-hmm. heat. No wonder everyone has a car here. It's yeah. just, it's not my favorite place. No, I really, 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 I cannot imagine you there yeah, at all. That, That's why I was so aghast. <laughs> I was like, are we to Phoenix, Arizona? Yeah, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. The shift of those two things. And then from there, I went to Durham, North Carolina, which was oh, a whole wow. different okay. kind of like face smashingly good time. Wow. So you're in the suburbs of Durham, yeah. which is already a small town. Like, I'm, like Toronto is a very large city. Yes. Durham is not. And it's just okay. like, I am so bored with this yeah. like one one bar town. Like, no. And what were not. you doing in Durham? Uh, the, the ex-boyfriend had a job. Yeah. yeah I yeah, did yeah. that whole thing. That was before yeah. I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was just like, even though that's like research triangle and I know people in sort of the Raleigh Durham area, I realized that it's, I'd been there for conferences and it's like a nice spot to visit. Mm. But even yeah, living there was like a different kind of culture shock. Like every time I moved to a different city in the U S it's like, this is different. And I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about LA? It feels. And how long have you been here? Now? I've been here. It'll be three years in August. Okay. So That's I a feel a healthy more, amount to have yeah, an opinion. I feel more at home here than I have anywhere else just because it's okay. more, more just humans, more like neat things and just like stuff. I don't know. It's like, yeah, it just feels more like Toronto to me yeah, than anywhere I agree. else I've lived. I mean, it's definitely a different experience than being in a, in a city where you're, you know, surrounded by city the way you would be in Toronto. Yeah. But I do feel that the difference of like just knowing that the brains that are here like the creative and like there's so many different kinds of creativity there's so much stuff going on here and it's not limited to like a subset of people it's sort of like whatever you want to find you can find here i think so too and that's what's really really fun about it and like you know have a car will go anywhere in the greater area like it's just awesome the stuff you can find out here which is no have you been up to san francisco because that seems like another place i I actually work part-time in san francisco right now which is exhausting sure, <laughs> um sure. yeah once a month to spend between three and five days up there living in an airbnb is just like what are you doing up there? uh d well formerly d news now we're called seeker it okay. used to be discovery channels daily online science show okay, now yeah. it is its own thing i don't really know there's a whole thing about yeah. like companies buying companies and whatever i saw the job it's hard to keep track um, of it's hard to keep track of sure. are you doing stuff in aerial up there i can't no okay. no but um i i mean i know her and we've done stuff yeah. together so she actually emailed me yesterday and said we're supposed to have lunch next time you're up in san francisco it's like ah remind me in three weeks when i'm there yeah <laughs> um, well but does that yeah. happen when you travel a lot for me the whole sort of like dealing with what's right in front of me becomes kind of paramount oh, because am, otherwise nothing happens or i everything falls to the I'm, I'm the worst i'm like increasingly I, I hate saying it but like i desperately need an assistant just to like manage my calendar because i um i'm actually doing giving a talk in rochester this weekend and i feel really bad because i booked my travel a couple weeks ago because it's exactly right like the for the next thing in my calendar is what i focus on if you're five items down i'm not aware of you until you're two items down yeah. so these people are hounding me for like my slides and I actually have to go home and do that um, and all the stuff and I'm like oh sorry I mean I, like I don't know what to tell you I'm away on a trip and I have three other things you're just not my priority yet and it's just like yeah either either I can't do it or more often everything just kind of like half falls apart yeah I really <laughs> so it's understand like, it's yeah it's focusing like week by week I can't plan out yeah it's impossible were you um busy and traveling a lot uh elsewhere when you were living in the states and was that also true in toronto or is this the first time you're really this, sort of scattered all this is you know, really like seeds in the wind yeah this is really i mean i've always traveled a bit for work mostly just like for conferences and stuff so it was like two or three trips a year like maybe one weird thing i had this like insane run 
of, of travel where I was in North Carolina. I went up to Toronto to visit family and then I got called last minute to do an interview for a documentary, which is on Netflix. Nice. Uh, Aliens on the Moon. Aliens I on the Moon, everybody. Crazy. Oh, you know shit. how they can, they can edit you into looking like a weirdo? Go team. Um, that so is I like, so true. Oh, yeah. It was, it was an interesting experience. But they flew me down to L.A. to do this shoot for three days, back up to Toronto to finish the family visit, and then back to L.A. because I was here for a conference, and then I went to Vegas, and then I went back to North Carolina. It's just like, that's like that at the time, like four years ago, was a lot of travel. And now yeah. it's just like, I would kill for that to be the only <laughs> travel of the year. Because like, I think last week I was here all week, and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm here for a week. Yeah. I actually did my laundry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of the, the, I feel worse for my cat of anyone though. Oh yeah. Cause he's Does constantly you're... being left alone. Yeah. Oh, he is left alone. Yeah. yeah. That's how I would be with my cat. She had a little automatic feeder and yeah. all I that kind leave, of stuff. Now like, I have dogs, so yeah. I'm screwed. Oh yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I couldn't have a dog right now. Um, he's good. He's, you know, not fighting with another cat for food. So I can just leave him a big old bowl and a bunch of water around and he can, he can entertain himself. If it's long enough, I have someone go over and just yeah. like, leave them a beer in my fridge. Be like, uh-huh. Hey, you want to come have a drink with my cat while uh-huh. I'm at it down? Uh-huh. <laughs> God, for me, when I was little, that was like my, when I, the, I was not at my mom's house as often. My dad was, had primary custody and kind of raised me more. But when I was at my mom's occasionally her friend Peggy, who lived in a condo, like across the way and down a bit, uh, would go out of town and my mom would be in charge of watching her cats. And that to, to me was like, you know, at, you know, age 10 or 11, the hugest privilege in the world was to go over to someone else's house right. i wasn't allowed to really have pets yeah except for the two mice i had when i was very little who my mom ended up taking care of yep. of course and then yep. they like contracted terrible diseases oh, and God. she tried to <laughs> keep them alive as long as she could Aww. turns out lifespan of a mouse my mom really pushed the limit on yeah. that bless her heart what is the lifespan of a mouse it can't be very long no i, can't it, imagine. I think it's a couple of years yeah. or something and i feel like my mom was so great with those mice that they wow. every time she, like she would take them to the vet and they'd be like i don't understand how these mice are still alive nice um get on your mom but yeah go to my mom but going over to visit the cats and like going into her this sort of other world like this is pre-babysitting you know what i mean like you don't have a lot of opportunities as a young person to go into someone else's house when they're not home yeah her like totally decorated differently like very dimly lit Mm -hmm. like dark kind of scary smelled like cigarette smoke house with her two cats was so exotic to me yeah yeah just what is this place and like turning on her television and watching whatever i wanted yeah petting the cats was like it really felt like such a incredible privilege nice (laughs) my world has expanded a tiny bit since then (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing what's so exciting when you're 10 years old and you've looked back and you're like it's weird that, that was exciting, but I kind of love that that kind of yeah. stuff was exciting. And like, if you can fun. connect with that old yeah. feeling, and even though you can look at it objectively and go, really? Yeah. Just still be able to feel that little spark inside mm-hmm. is like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 What What would you get excited about when you were uh, in, you know, when you were around 10, 11? Like, what were your, the things like, in Toronto that you were chasing after? Rocking my brain, trying to think of a, an equivalent, like... <laughs> No, I feel like no I feel dank, like, stinky apartments. With I cats didn't. I actually you. never babysat. I was yeah. not one. Of, so I was. Uh, I was a competitive gymnast from when I was like three oh, wow. to four, seventeen. Yeah. Um, holy shit. So I was training between like depending on the year, like eight and sixteen hours a week, plus piano lessons and voice lessons and school and stuff. So I never did anything else on the side. I was a gym coach. Like that How was could my, you? Yeah. my job. Um, Do you but, have siblings? No. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Me. Yeah. I'm an only child. Also. Yeah. Um, 
So, wow, so you really had, and you had a very active schedule. Yeah, that was structured, it was it very, like. very structured. Yes, I am very good at calendars because of my mom. Thankfully, mm-hmm. I inherited that given my... Yeah. <laughs> uh, given it's almost like schedule. you need to be your own assistant. Like if you yeah. could have an assistant version of you who just focused on that stuff yeah. and then you could focus on what was right in front of you, it would be yeah. the perfect it combo. Would be, it'd be great because yeah. I would trust myself to do that. This yeah. is my big thing when I think of like, I need an assistant. I'm like, I don't know who I would trust to like answer my emails and manage that stuff because I'd have to train someone up and I'm like do I really want to do that and then I sit back and I'm like do I need to do that I'm not that asshole yet yeah so I don't know if I can swear yet okay, oh no sorry. I feel like I've sw- I just said holy shit when you okay. said you were a competitive gymnast I think <laughs> oh I didn't even uh, catch we that. Crossed that we crossed that border <laughs> All right, about gymnasm um, yeah no I always worry about being like that asshole that's like no I'm just a freelance space flight historian but I have an assistant because I'm that big a deal I'm like it's, I refuse to be that big I refuse hard. to do it I refuse very, to be that person hard it's so, very hard I have a, a wonderful girl who helps me with stuff sometimes and I can't even she has no problem with it and she's just great and wonderful and if she weren't so busy I would say like you should but she's also a huge political activist and like what she does for me is like the tiniest most insignificant thing in her life but um I can't even say my assistant like I have to be like my friend you know my friend who does a couple is helping me out like I just can't yeah get into that mode um and I don't, I really could use an assistant full time if yeah. I could afford it. Oh yeah. But, um, I feel like there needs to be a different name. Like, I, I yeah. don't know why, like, I, because I have been someone, I, when I worked in San Francisco, one of the people I worked for, I was her right. assistant. I was sort of her office manager, but I was certainly her assistant. I yeah. absolutely would like pick up her dry clean if need be. Right. Um, and I was fine with it on that end, but I, I remember thinking like, it's funny to think I'll never uh, this this will never be a job that I will need anyone to do. I was just yeah. so sure that I would never have yeah. the kind of life that would necessitate that. Yeah. And I have a lot of guilt about it. Like the idea of, you know, having someone who just Yeah, I like th- there is. There's a sort of like, well, you're such a mess that you have to, you know what I mean? It feels yeah, like, it oh feels like no. it's, it feels like a different level of failure where, where you're like, wow, I can't even handle my own life. Therefore I need someone to handle my life for me. It's like, that's not a bad thing, but it does. Like I, I, I'm completely with you. Like, I just don't feel like I should do that. I don't feel like I would ever be at the place where I need that. Even yeah. if I am, cause it's like, cause the stuff that I need help with is the most mundane stuff where like, I would feel bad asking someone to do it. Like yeah. I do, I have a Patreon and when people, like once every two or three months I go through and like funding at different levels you get a little thank you note and a little care package from me just the one time but I do have to sit down and like hand write and hand address all of these freaking envelopes and I know it means a lot to people and I obviously want to do it but it's like I would love to have somebody just sit down and manage that spreadsheet for me and hand write those envelopes for me so I could just write the cards yeah we could tag team and it would take half the time instead yeah. it's like a full six hour evening for me to sit down and hand do it all myself yeah. I'm just like well whatever we're putting on some really crappy chick flicks and cracking out <laughs> more bourbon and we're just gonna go yeah. with it so it's just like nope that's I, like that's what I consider a night off now. Yeah, and like that's really sad. Yeah. So, I predict that you will um like me it will happen in yeah. small phases and you will end up just sort of de- like thinking of it the way I do which is Yeah. This is helping someone else. I, there's nothing about her that me, to me says this is all you're good at. It's yeah. like she needs money. What she's doing is really important work, but yeah. it doesn't really pay a lot and if there's st- dumb stuff I need that is kind of 
like doesn't require a ton of brain energy, then that's even more brain energy yeah. she can put into that and I can put a little money in her pocket. Yeah. And that's how she sees it. And that's how I see it. And like, that's how I can be peaceful right. about it. And it's not an everyday thing. It's like when she has time. But So she's not your, I'm, I'm honestly, my mind immediately goes to taxes. Like, so yeah. is she your employee that you, no, no, okay, so all. this is just like, I'm going to totally, give you pers- yeah. like private money. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know. I know. I've, a little I've been here and there out, is yeah. just like you needed a little help. You yeah. don't have to think of it as yeah. Like, so because I've honestly considered like friends that I know that could use a little bit of extra money. Yeah. I'm like I feel like I could almost hire you to like deal with some of my emails because you know enough about science. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll look into that. You might want to do the toe. I think it will get to a point where there is that sort of tipping point where you're like, yeah. I officially am now willing to spend a little time showing yeah. someone something. Yeah for the return of the future just yeah opposed to like the same thing i do which is uh, it's gonna take more time to explain this than it is to do it like at some point i think you'll hit a point where suddenly that's not a choice anymore i don't do social media anymore because i just don't have time because it like think like going on facebook and answering all those messages like i actually really need to go turn that feature off because i'm sure there are thousands (sighs) and i just like it gives me anxiety to think about how many unanswered emails i have because i can't get to everybody i try to get to the people that are like asking really good questions or need help with something but like I just can't do it yeah because like I have to do the work that pays the bills and like gets me the career that people want to email me about you know yeah. it's just like it's hard it, it really yeah. is it's really hard it's weird so um what it's like the best problem to have ever but it's like the most anxiety inducing if you're a people ever. person and you feel that <laughs> yeah. responsibility it can be very anxiety yeah. inducing I completely yeah. agree we're, um when you were doing all of this stuff as a younger person um especially like you said all the way through up through age 17 yeah 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 um what did you how much of that was that all you driven like was it like you really knew you were passionate about it or your parents sort of like here's this thing you seem to have taken a liking to yeah we're going to kind of go whole hog on i think there's like a little from column a a little from column b Mm -hmm. like what happens with most parents with one child um mike my older cousin was a gymnast and i wanted to be like her yeah so i went to that club and um you know, we, we tried different places that were closer to me, but ended up at one that was like, I didn't realize when I was six years old, how far away from my parents as it was, but I was there for like 12 years. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it was like, that was just a thing that I did. And I was, um, I started doing the, the voice and the piano cause I was in a car accident when I was seven and I broke my spine oh, and there boy, was questions Amy. of like, will you walk? Oh, you will. Oh, you might not be able to do sports. Mm. So I had a bit of an aptitude for singing and for music. So my parents put me in voice and piano to like foster something that wasn't active just yeah. in case. But then, of course, like seven-year-olds bones are like bamboo. They uh-huh. like, bounce back, right? <laughs> Which is awesome for me. Not ah. um, but yeah, so I was able to actually do all of them. So I gradually like gave up singing for a while and then picked it up again when I did fewer hours in gymnastics, when I was like trying to get my grades up to get into a good university to have a job. And it's just like, yeah, in retrospect, it's like I did a lot of things as a teenager. I don't know if that's normal or not, but it's just like a lot of a lot of driving across the city to all these different extracurriculars and like trying to yeah. do all the things where what, what was yeah. your group of friends like when you were a teenager then did you have like people from, from all of those walks things, of life yeah. that you were sort of connecting with on different levels yeah so. I had like my closest friends or my gym friends because I'd known them since I was three or four like we grew up together does that mean so you compete against each other too well no because I was never as good <laughs> oh listen <laughs> yeah. that's no, easy it was, removes you know, that right so, away so you know there were a few times that we were in the same group but like no one really cared like we we all knew where our levels were and yeah. it was like 
if I and like, you weren't like this is skill, the only thing that matters to no, me. No, no, yeah. we were never that kid. And like I was also so injured because of like my car accident. Yeah, how, and other what things. was our recuperation like? Um, I mean, I was faster honestly than you, so than young been. that I don't totally remember the details of Maybe it, the which is like, probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do actually have very vivid memories of the accident itself. We won't go into that. God um, damn it. but yeah, I was in like a body cast for oh. months, like a Velcro. It was like they called me Terminator because it was like this Velcro <laughs> thing that I had to wear under my clothes. Yep, that's and, what like, the Terminator wore. Yep, apparently <laughs> the Terminator was made of Velcro, little known fact. Um, so yeah, I was like, you know, I had to sort of relearn a lot of things. So I was always behind my friends. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, once you, I think once you have a traumatic injury like that, when you're a kid, you know how breakable you are. So like I had huge fear issues with like hurling my body full tilt over a piece of wood and calling yeah. it fun. I and, can't like, believe you went back to it. I think that's me so neither. impressive <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah. And it was just like every time, like I've actually had four major surgeries because of that accident before I was 12. So like that kept pushing me back. Wow. So it was never a matter of like competing against my friends so much as like we were just friends and we were just like proud of each other for doing things. And yeah. like that's why I always like gymnastics as a sport, even though it's terrifying when you think about what you're doing, because you're never competing against anyone else. It's individual, which like oh, okay. I, I like because you're yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Like if that girl beats you fine, but you did better for yourself. And that's it's your really own timekeeping. Yeah. Own yeah. Point yeah. That's system. what I always liked about it because yeah. it didn't I'm not I'm not good at being competitive. Yeah, me neither. Uh. Um, I'm I'm so I can now I'm having PTSD about your accident. Um, No, it's really interesting though. I think that's there's something there's really something to that because I because that that sort of I would imagine that that would curb that kind of reckless immortality feeling that teenagers have when nothing is like I definitely hadn't really had much happen to me right and I think only recently has this sort of anxiety set in that's yeah. like oh my god I'm so fragile anything could kill me like I could step on something and die I could you know like all yeah. of these things could kill me I am definitely that person if I get into a car with someone and they don't put on a seatbelt I'm like could you put your seatbelt on for yeah. me and I'm like they're like what I don't always wear a seatbelt if I'm driving and I'm like okay first of all that's dumb but second yeah. of all like I know how much you're gonna break yeah because I yeah. was broken in like I was wearing a seatbelt but yeah. you know in 92 there's a lap belt Boom. so that you know that's why when your body goes forward and then goes back that's what breaks all the things yeah. um so oh i'm always God. just like I, i'm that person that's like the yeah. mom being like i'm sorry can you please put on your seatbelt because yeah. you're making me really anxious oh my god and of like, course i get really anxious when i see like uber drivers looking at their phone not just for maps mm-hmm. and like nope like i look at maps in the car because i have no sense of direction still in the uh-huh. city but it's just like don't start texting don't start emailing like don't be a dick about yeah. driving me like you have not been in an accident you don't know how breakable you are yeah. and like you don't bounce back when you're in your 30s like you do when you're tiny Hell so yeah yeah oh boy it's definitely like i'm very aware that i've been more cautious about some things just like trying not to break myself yeah no kidding um yeah. and so your friends uh as you kind of went through that especially the ones that you had known through that yeah. time was that a situation where they were around or did you kind of like as as happens to some people like sort of disappear into recovery and then kind of reemerge you know what i mean i don't even remember yeah i don't remember it was really young <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. no fair enough i feel like i wanted to see friends i think the worst was like I was out of school for a couple of weeks and like when you're seven you're when we what grade one grade two I think it was grade one and I was just like I had to do all the homework that I'd missed and I was just like this is the worst thing ever like that's my strongest memory is having this like stack of work for that sheets. age I can like, sure that understand age, just, that like, I just like, went don't through I this get to, I don't get a pass on this I know you're just can like you just like take the average of the stuff I did do it's, exactly I'm a good student. were I you think, a good student no 
No, this is what, <laughs> that's a surprising this is answer. What, right? This is a what um, bit. I mean, I always like did my work, but um, yes, whatever people are like, oh my god, you're so smart. You must have been like a straight A student. And I was like, no, I was nature's B student all the way down. Yeah. Like even even through grad school, like I was B's. Like I was not good at stuff because I don't learn. Because like I don't know, I don't know about the the education system in America aside from the fact that it's broken. Mm-hmm. Um, don't I went to a private school, so I don't even know about the public education system in Canada. Yeah. But I feel like there's like not everyone learns the same way sure and i first learned this when i was uh taking ancient greek in undergrad that like i have been doing languages since i was little i was raised bilingual in french so languages are easier for me than someone who's never done another language and being in this class and watching the teacher get annoyed with students who didn't understand how to do the translations was like but that's because they learn a different way so you need to take the time as a teacher to actually do that and that's when i realized like oh yeah all the b's and c's that i got in school was not because i'm dumb it's because teachers expect this to work for everyone and it doesn't which is why like I always half joke that I've done more work since grad school in my own career than I ever did in like all of my academic life because I can learn on my terms and do it the way that works for me now. So like I was never a bad student, but I was like not going to win any academic awards. Like I won, I won a math award in high school. I was the smartest of all the dumb kids. I'm really proud of that one. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what the award said. Yeah, no, it's, 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 yeah, no, we had four levels of math at my high school and I had the best grade of the lowest level of math. I was the smartest of the dumb kids. That's amazing award. Yeah. What an amazing award. So yeah, that's, uh, that was my claim to fame and everyone was like, see, you are smart. I'm like, yeah but I'm not <laughs> right. <laughs> like, look at who you're comparing me right, to right. all the dunces oh, put in a bless. room taught how to do addition in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, it, what's funny to me and interesting to me too is, um, like I didn't, I, I was a, I mean, I was a good student in the sense, like there were definitely things that I skated by on, but I skated by with an A for whatever reason, probably because my education, I don't know if maybe it wasn't, I mean, if I'd been to private school, I'm sure I would have been caught yeah. in kind of being a lazy student. Um, but it's, it's always interesting to me when like, because I, I was, and then through college I was, um, but I never, like, I didn't have the drive to go to grad school. I didn't, there's so, I'm always interested in, like, this idea of sort of, yeah. you know, you you had, like, what was, because you were motivated to, to move right. forward. Because this is what, I have this conversation with people a lot. They're like, no, I need to get the degree to get the job at one. I'm like, but do you? Because, like, I don't have a PhD. Yeah. Like, I, so, from from my, my, like, short version of my story is, like, I was the smartest of the dumb kids in math, right? I was not even allowed to take physics in high school. So, I was given no chance to do science like my guidance counselor told me that I wasn't smart yeah. so I should be an artist because oh, like the the what actual I don't know I actually I was uh, I gave like an informal talk to some college kids the other night just like talking to them about untraditional careers and yeah. you know weird careers in science and I was like telling them my story and I was like this actually sounds really demoralizing <laughs> like I'm so yeah. sorry I felt so bad telling all these kids like even your parents might not be proud of you like it's so terrifying oh, but boy. um so yeah, like I, I won the dumb, the dumb kid math award, but I also won art awards. So everyone was like, yeah, you're, you're completely an artist. Like go, you know, be creative. So, but like in my high school, cause I went to a snooty private school. They're like, well, no, you go to college. Right. So uh, my a, a cousin, the brother of the cousin who was the gymnast, um, he went to the school in, in uh, Nova Scotia, King's College, that had this great books program that sounded kind of awesome. And he raved about it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll go there. And I, I got in uh-uh. and it was great. 
And that was the school where they offer history of science and technology as an undergraduate degree. And I was like, oh my God, so I can do science without having to be in science. Yeah. And this was like the turning point. That's a mind blower right there. I had no idea this was a thing because I knew that like you could do history, but then you have to like be an academic. So like I still like in college, I didn't really know what to do with it. So I did the major. I did history of science and classics because the classics department was just really good Mm. at Dalhousie. Um, So yeah, my party trick of ancient Greek is a real thing. Um, (laughs) But then I had I also had the um, you know, what do you do next? Well, everyone in this like highly academic environment coming from parents. My my dad's a doctor. My mom's an artist. You know, oh, you go to school, you get more education. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know what to do. And like my advisors were like, well, you're not really smart enough to be a professor so (laughs) so maybe don't go to grad school and I was encouraged to go into public relations because that's creative and fun Mm. so I actually did a degree in corporate communications and public relations and I describe it as an eye gougingly good time because Uh it was the worst (laughs) oh my god so the thing that I learned that year was that people in PR I mean some people just love like creating those kinds of like like your face is great right now yeah but you know some people it's love, really hard love creating like you know an event or whatever it is and like that's fun but for the most part I learned that PR is the job where you are paid to love what someone is paying you to love and I realized that I have this thing that I love like I've always been fascinated by the Apollo program and the moon landing and space flight and I was like I'm not giving that up so halfway through that year I was like fuck it and I applied to grad school and I got in and I did my master's and halfway through that I was like fuck this I hate this too <laughs> and I just like hated everything thing and everyone like I was actually on the admissions board for the PhDs and incoming MAs at my university and I was in the meeting whether when they decided not to give me entrance to the PhD program (laughs) I was like come on you guys like I know I'm not the best student in the world because like because like you I hated everything I was just like none of this is interesting to me none like none of my advisors liked space so I was like trying to find that medium and I was like you know what I don't want to do satisfy someone else's requirements and pretend that I'm happy about it and that's when I was like I'm not going to spend five years writing a massive body of work for five people to not read because they didn't even read my full master's thesis Mm. I was the only one that got in on time and I got a B on it because it wasn't academically written enough and yet now I have a book out with a major publisher like so I was just like boom guys and I I I always say that I like unceremoniously turned my back on academia and I was like I'm just gonna go find a way to make this work and it was like the weirdest path to like blogging and I was a personal trainer on the side and then like yeah you really doing, I mean you really have the sort of so like many you've done, yeah this, but the you yeah. know the athleticism mm-hmm. and the sort and you know the arts yeah. and, what were, and so what were you doing as an artist were you doing fine art like were you doing painting I were you was doing illustrating I sculpture? was painting and like I, I have no idea what a future in that would have looked like I mean I wanted to go to art school my parents always said that I could I would have to get a degree and then I could go and mm. get uh, like a master's of fine arts which mm. is what my mom did she has a degree in zoology and then an MFA they're like you know you could do that And I was like, okay, so that was like what I thought I was going to do because I had no idea. Like the job that I have is not a job that exists, right? Right. Like I basically made a career for myself as a professional space history nerd. So like I would never have imagined that I could be here, let alone like where it's going to go next, which is like what gives me a lot of anxiety. Understood. (laughs) It's just like when you realize like, oh my God, I just had a meeting about a TV show. I don't know if I can handle this right now. And it's just like, ah. Um, So yeah, it's just like, it's, it's weird to sort of tell people about that as like how you got here it's like because I don't really know what it is that drives yeah you can't you say like, like here's my pamphlet of a through yeah. z which will if you follow this perfectly you will end up in the same like, place I am there's it's an yeah. impossibility 
because they I mean you say like what drives you to like keep going and pursue other degrees it's like because I didn't know what else to do yeah but I knew that I wanted to do something that I didn't hate so it was just like having fun was the driver and like and still like having fun like my work is awesome I was researching Saturn 5 concepts this morning and like weird sea-based rockets and stuff I'm just like this is so fun I'm so excited to tell the world about it and have the internet call me a cunt a million times uh do you have people who are yeah why oh yeah (laughs) because you're a woman on the internet who's successful you're not allowed um so like you know ginormous bummer i can't just use those words (laughs) for the most part it's uh you know it's great but there's definitely those days where it's just like i don't i don't have that strength in me right now to do this and you're just like this is not i I don't know how to do it but, but it's it's rough it's definitely weird it's definitely different yeah. God, I just can't. I, I mean, of course, I'm not surprised. Like on a like on a like on a granular level, I'm not surprised because, of course, I know. Yeah. But like on a human being level, yeah. I will never not be surprised by that. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. never want to stop being surprised by it because if on some yeah. ethical level, I'm just like, yeah, humans are shit. Then yeah. why am what am I doing? I might as well kill myself. But like, yeah, it, but I so I want to continue to be like surprised and disappointed. Yeah. Even though I know that's just a kind of a component of being a, alive in this I know, age. And I know. And awful. it's like, I mean, you, I mean, I'm sure you know, like some days you wake up and you see like the if the first 10 comments on YouTube are just like really hateful. And like for the most part, it's like they don't have anything thoughtful to say. It's just like the biggest thing that I get is who like something along the lines of who is this bitch with her fucked up hair? why is she in my recommendations and uh sorry that's a lot of beeping to put in no <laughs> it's, it's just like a, it's one of those things where i'm just no, like if that's the anything. first like 10 15 comments you get in the morning it's just like i don't want to get out of bed anymore. Uh, it's I just d- like it's demoralizing and also to know that like because i had to when i was telling you i gave this talk to some college kids yeah. just to like have an informal talk about you know pursue weird things don't turn down things that look strange but feel right yeah um Oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, that like it's not even just like Internet trolls. It's like academic historians. Like I don't interact with the people in my field because they don't like that I do stuff that's publicly accessible. They want to keep it like within the boys. That's club. very that's and very then, interesting. That's very. And that's, I, I feel like I hear a lot. I started hearing about that even just like I don't even remember. Oh, good. Who. It's not just me because like this is something I've been really struggling yeah. with recently because like people don't like me. I'm actually I'm on a panel at a conference in a couple of months and I won't give out the details just because in case anyone listens to this. But there's been an email chain going around about like um space all about space history and everyone's like oh yeah you know i guess i'll talk about long form media and old journalism and like the value of good reporting and then i'm sort of sitting there like i guess i'm the big bad new media now even though like i also write books and i also research primary material it's like no one it's that weird thing where like if you do stuff on the internet people will tear you down because they can but then also the people that should be your peers don't take you seriously because you're on the internet. internet. So it's like that weird mid range where it's like, all right, but yeah, first of all, I don't know what your feelings are on him. So for all I know, I could be lumping you in with someone that you feel disdain for. But I feel like the person that popped into my mind when you said all this was Carl Sagan, because scientists felt like do your own research and stop talking to public about it. Asshole. Yeah. And like, and then people and then, you know, intellectuals that were just like, you're not a real writer. You're a scientist. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, you should have your own show. So I, to me, that's somebody that like advanced human understanding and appreciation yeah. of science in such a profound way. Yeah. And yet was hated by some of his yeah. colleagues because he was reporting on other people's, right, right, uh, right. you know, discoveries or yeah. research and um 
And there was this very cloistered sort of like, what you're saying belongs in here. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, and there's very much I, like he's like a he's a he's a legend. I saw yeah, him he's perfect, but I think he very much falls into the category of like he was ahead of his time. I think he probably did more for science and for education than anyone else in his generation by virtue of the more. fact that like getting people excited and sharing and what more. I love about his cosmos, even Thank though if God you watch you it now, with me because yeah. that is how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Because I do feel yeah, I yeah. see that in you. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I well, see that you. in you oh, of people that. being like, you know, why are you yeah. doing it this way? And like, yeah. I don't know. I don't like your point of view and yeah. sort of, you know, and meanwhile, other people are going, thank God this person's around making yeah. things accessible. It's yeah, it's um. I mean, we're going to say even if you watch Cosmos now. Watch uh, Sagan's Cosmos, even though like now it's it's very slow moving and like kind of hard. But you know the MTV generation needs things way faster. Right. Um. You get a sense of his like quiet awe of everything that he's talking about, and I that is so rare. Where like you can hire a just to go back to like you know hiring talent. Like you can have an actress like reading the script or whatever, but she's not going to have that same like personal feeling behind it so like i think it's super important to have those people that can take the stuff that can do the research that actually understand it to tell people about it yeah because that like that's ultimately what's going to get kids excited yeah like i agree like how many kids are going to read an academic paper and be like oh i want to be a staunch academic mom and dad they're going to be like no yeah. that makes me really interested in in rockets or in deep space biology sure and now i'm curious and i'm yeah. going to keep finding that spark and it's like if if and i by the way there's nothing there's no yeah you, you no one says you can't go back and read those academic papers yeah. once your enthusiasm that's, is there yeah, but it yeah, shouldn't yeah. be but you need, need to be spark. born out of that yeah yeah so it's and that's what it's always so hard like from for me personally is like people people are like oh you just like regurgitate what you read i'm like but so do you you just do it in an academic journal based on the exact same report that was just declassified that i also read right like just because i put it in a different for- forum doesn't mean that i'm not doing the work yeah it's just like yeah it's it gets it's just like so frustrating that from all sides you have people being like you're not real it's like oh Last I checked and poked myself in the arm, I totally am. I know. God. Well, I'm I'm glad that you're, I'm really glad that you're forging past that because I think that's a phase and I think that phase will end. Like I I think what you're going through now is a phase. I just don't think that it's going to, I think that's, I think that there are people in all mediums who are sort of caught up in that right now. And that's, unfortunately that's a growing pain that like people like you that are on the front lines are really experiencing in a super intense way that shouldn't be necessary yeah but I think it will I think we'll push past that and I think it feels like we're on the precipice of sort of because even just in my this the sort of acting side of what Mm -hmm. I do there's like so much confusion around new media there's so much confusion around all of that and um and so and uh, like it's it's dumb to say this because it feels like fear is about bigger things than this but I think that there's little fear and there's big fear and it's there's still it's still Mm fear-based it's still fear-based there's still a sense of like am I going am I as an academic who doesn't approve of what you're doing am I going to become obsolete because I think I I think that's exactly what it is at least from my perspective it's people that are like well if you're getting and I think the reason they don't like me is because you know they see my face and my name attached to the work that everybody's doing it's like so I don't like you because you're getting more recognition than I do and I feel like I deserve it so I'm gonna hate you because I want to be known for it it's like or we could all work together yeah or we could just like you know we could share stuff and like i have the platform to be on camera telling people about it and i can throw to your papers i can tell people all about your work like i do that i'm talking about a paper 
you know, when I find a good paper, I'm just like, yeah, this, these two people said this and this is awesome. And like, here's the link if you want to go look at it. Yeah. And it's just like, why are we not just doing this together? Yeah, why are not we not sharing? Credit, I'm not credit, taking, yeah. I'm not being like, I did all this research, therefore yeah. I am amazing. It's like, no, I researched the paper that's some about someone yeah. else's research. Do you know Kara Santa Maria? Yes. Does she not, go through this kind of stuff too? I don't, I don't know. know her I'm well sure enough. she does. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, she I does. imagine so, but like, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I'm I know sh- I've yeah. like, I've never, I mean, I'm sure Ariel does. I'm sure you do. Like, yeah. I'm sure. I've met her like three times. Though. Yeah. I'm yeah. just sure that, I mean, I didn't talk with this about her. I worked with her at the Huffington Post and I don't, right. we probably even talked about it back then. I yeah. probably was like, you must just have like, so you, have, you must have people who are completely obsessed with you for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And you must have people who just think you're yeah. the, the biggest asshole. Yeah. And I'm sure I said that. And I'm sure she was like, oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it's, no, just, it's, it's a tough it's situation like to be in. The, the the happiest emails that I get. I got an email actually yesterday from a guy who he's got two daughters, um, one in high school, one in like early college. And he'd sent them both my video about like, here's my story where I did like a 25 minute like story time with Amy and like went through my academic career and like why I just left it and did my own thing. And he told me that his older daughter was so interested in that. She went back and looked through all my old videos to see the progression of like my first YouTube videos that oh, suck nice. and like see just how much I've evolved that and just persevere thread and she was like she, she her dad told me that she told him awkward um that she was just like really impressed and inspired to sort of pursue something in spite of how hard Amazing. it is and i was like that's the best thing in the yeah, world like that makes and that, that needs to be worth it's like, like ten thousand negative yeah. comments and the problem of course is yeah. that we are such sensitive beings as a species yeah. that it's it ends up being somehow the opposite unless yeah. you like really exercise the muscle yeah. of letting that be as you know more important because otherwise this sort of like nagging yeah. feeling is like no in fact it's the other way around and one negative thing is worth ten thousand positive yeah. things and There's like that's that, just bullshit. There's that oatmeal comic that I love that's like, how I feel after reading a thousand positive comments about my work. And he's smiling. And then yeah. how I feel after reading a thousand positive comments and one negative comment. I'm going to go hang myself. And Seriously? it's absolutely Seriously? true. Seriously. It's like that one thing. Like it really does get to you. And people yeah. know that it gets to you. Yeah. And that's why they hide behind avatars and they yeah. hide behind fake names. And they don't, you know, when you don't have something thoughtfully negative to say like if I make a mistake please tell me and I will fix it because I don't have a fact-checking system I am a one-woman operation right right like that's fine but if if all you can say about me is that you don't like my eyebrows like I think I think this is just getting stupid (sighs) at this point and like first of all everyone we're uh, again we have all of this stimulation Uh, by the way I have to get into this mash game soon I can't believe how little I talked to you about your teenage (laughs) years but I think we got a picture all right um it, it is you know we, 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 we have all the stimuli. We are encouraged to form opinions. Certainly we're told what our opinion should be, but you know, we're a very opinion oriented society and people can have opinions. And uh, you know, just because I'm on TV sometimes doesn't mean that I don't watch someone else on TV and actually think to myself, like, I don't love her eyebrows. Like yeah. I wish she didn't have those eyebrows or, you know, I don't like her delivery or I don't know why they cast that guy because yeah. I don't think, but like, the difference is I'm not going to go tell anyone any of that. I don't need to. I can have that opinion. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. It just doesn't mean anything. I don't need that person to know. The way that I describe. What is going on with these people that they're like, I need her to know I hate her. It's important to me. I think the most incredible example of this I found was somebody emailed me from their work email address. So I know what lab he works in at what hospital. Actually, he works at the hospital I was born in in Toronto. And um, he emailed me just to uh, critique my lipstick actually went through all the work to go to my website oh. to find my email to send a contact form through my website just to tell me that my lipstick is whorish 
And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Mm. Like, I know, like, I know who you are. I just found your academic CV. Yeah. It's just like, this is nuts. But I always describe <sighs> to people that uh, the YouTube comments is like, remember back in the day watching the Miss America pageant with your like sort of old, maybe a little bit racist grandmother yeah. just yelling obscenities about girls prancing around in bikinis. It's like that only she's yelling it at the girls and they can hear her yeah right that's yeah. like that's kind of what it feels like yeah. i remember miss america it was just like no they're too pretty let's obviously just like be mean to them but obviously they oh know God. they're brilliant and they can't hear yeah. us like well yeah let me, let but me, it's such a yeah. weird thing so the, the last thing i'm going to say about this and this i yeah. really feel like this has turned into like a media bitch fest oh but and then i can just tell you is, about how awkward i was when i was a teenager <laughs> <laughs> and, then you, and then you were awkward as a teenager yeah um and it doesn't matter. When I was at HuffPost, uh, we actually were we part of the thing that w- it was was people could live comment. So oh, I would literally be live on the air and read that blonde doesn't know what she's talking about. Like we had someone who was supposedly screening that stuff. So God knows what was being said yeah. that I wasn't seeing. Yeah. But when stuff like that would slip through, yeah. it's like I was live talking about something and I would see that come oh, through and that was my job. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Because we've got, we have people hey. that like manage comments at D News turned seeker that like they go through the comments as they yeah. come in for like specific words. And every time, you know, depending on the episode, like I did an episode once about premenstrual breast tenderness, which was literally like my brain was like, why can I not sleep and why do my boobs hurt? And I was like, I'm going to research this. Turns out sure. it's very interesting hormone. It's a very common thing and it's very science. So we did an episode on it and apparently like the the guy who was in charge of it at the time just had to sit there for like four days just removing comments that were just horrifyingly derogatory it's just like why like the one time i did i did an episode on my channel about menstruation in space which is like an interesting historical thing and like people don't know much about it and all the all the comments that i have to sift through from people being like this is disgusting don't you know that we don't want it's like how are you like a grown man like theoretically married like how like i don't understand a man who has ever lived with a woman who is grossed out by like natural things and it's just like just having to sift through all that yourself is just like oh my god so yeah and it's it's of course the bigger you are the worse it gets because you're more of a target so i definitely hit that when i hit about I don't know, 50,000 subscribers on YouTube a year ago. It's just like, that's when it started to get real bad. And it just it's gets so worse crazy. and worse and worse. Those are subscribers. I know. I know. It shouldn't, that shouldn't elicit, that Actually, should elicit people who, you know. But they that. can't tell. I don't think there's an, in, within YouTube's algorithm, I don't know if um, you can tell who's commenting if they're a subscriber or not. I think people will see a channel that's big and just hate on it because it's big. No, well, Do you know what I mean? So sense. yeah, <laughs> It makes as much sense and as little sense <laughs> as anything else that we talked uh, about. Media bitch fest. Uh, yeah. All right, listen, I'm going to get into this MASH game. All right. Um, so me in high school, I was just a weird, awkward nerd with like, yeah. But you did have a lot going on. I had a lot going on, but I was that kid that like, so when I was really... Did you feel you connected? I guess that's the question is, were you connected with your sexuality in a positive way or was I that guess? something that was yet to come? I don't like, know. I was like... I could not get a boyfriend. I still can't get a boyfriend. But <laughs> even though you're but, willing um, to follow, we'll follow. We'll follow, guys. That phase is over. She's not going to follow you. Uh, um, yeah, no. It's uh, high school was weird. I was probably about twenty pounds heavier than I am now because I was doing a lot of gymnastics and then I hit puberty and like became. That, I was going to ask about that with the gymnastics because gymnastics and ballet yeah. both are like two of those things where yeah. like you develop very muscularly because yeah. you're building all that muscle growing up and then all of a sudden like in one summer I went from like an A cup to a C cup not from implants which is but people are always like oh, oh overnight yeah. it's like no like literally i just like hit puberty overnight sure. and then all of a sudden i was like now so now yeah i always had like we, but then i i went fewer hours in gymnastics but didn't know that i that meant that i should probably not be eating as much yeah. as i was so i was yeah. like a little bit chunkier which just meant that like everything was bigger and um yeah i just like all my friends i've never 
I never got along with the girls at my high school because they were always like fake IDs and going out to like date college boys. And I was like, I don't care about any of that. Like I've never had a fake ID uh-huh. um, in Canada. You drink at 19. So it's not as big a deal. Yeah. Um, so like my friends were the weird, awkward guys. And like it was the guys and me. And then like I didn't have a boyfriend until last year of high school. So I just like felt Even kind of I'm sure some of those guys were like, oh, they're your boyfriend. Yeah, a little bit. It got weird. But they were all basically just too awkward and nice yeah (laughs) but um no I mean it was just like I had I had good friends but I didn't have like I don't know I was sort of just like I was I've always been a bit of like a lone wolf type I don't know maybe it's an only child thing where I'm just kind of used to being alone but uh yeah I don't know so high high school teenage Amy was just awkward and like did a lot of things and when so I went to a really small high school there were 57 in my grad class so they said something individual about each of us when we Mm -hmm. got our diplomas and my guidance counselors comment on me was Amy is the girl that nobody hates I was like that's kind of weird (laughs) I I I really want to smack this person yeah she uh she was not the most encouraging that is a shocking at all statement. yeah i know I, there were so many like i know i wasn't the best student ever but like i just can't believe how much discouragement came out of that school i cannot <laughs> believe it either i can't believe that's the best she could come up and with it's, it's like yeah. negging you it's I like know, she's playing I know. the game uh, like you know that what dress makes you negging. look pretty like yeah. wait a minute I, wait hold on let's break that statement yeah. down yeah it's that it was it was odd so it's just sort of like i just kind of hated it and just like didn't really engage and just like wanted to just not be there anymore and now side note this was the this this was you in toronto Mm -hmm. and then did you go to school i went to college in nova scotia for five years now was that i feel like king's college is mentioned in anne of green gables listen that was my entirety of my experience with canada and why i was sure i loved it because Mm -hmm. i was a child that went through and read all the books numerous times yeah I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that King's I can't, College is I can't a, is remember. A it might be because King's yeah. College was founded in 1729, I want to say, yeah. and then moved to Halifax. It was originally somewhere else. It burned down, and then Dalhousie University helped us rebuild mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. the 1850s, I want to say. Um, so PEI is in, or uh, Anne of Green Gables is in Prince yeah. Edward Island. Which yeah, is but Halifax, far from Nova Scotia. Halifax and Nova Scotia yeah. play... Uh, yeah, a significant so role as her world kind of yeah I don't remember I don't remember the details of, yeah. of all those books actually but yeah it's it's quite possible so I was there for five years and then I did my PR degree and my master's back in Toronto and then moved to Phoenix so Fien- and then, yeah and, and then, then Phoenix. Phoenix it's been period, weird there's sentence. been a lot of weird things so God, yeah. that's yeah well listen no one can accuse you of uh not having been around in the united states because you've really seen some yeah some off yep. some off the beaten path places <laughs> um okay all right so for my first mash category uh let's go ahead and do um three let's do three kind of mysteries uh either in your realm of expertise or just in general that you would like to see like you would like to know the answer to Ooh. Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going big with you on some yeah. Of these apparently, big high concept. I thought it was supposed also, to be like, like jobs and well, boy guess what? names. Some, some of some <laughs> of that comes in, but um, but uh, and also like you know, it, it, this is improvisation, so it's okay yeah, if you yeah. don't. If you if if an hour from now you're like, I really wish I would have said blah blah blah. Instead. <laughs> um, I mean, first mystery is there life on Titan? Great. This is all going to be life in the solar system. That's great. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I have my three. Okay. Second one is, is there life on Europa? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And third is, are uh, Triton and Pluto sister bodies? I want a Neptune mission so badly. No, no kidding. <laughs> well, that was, um, I mean, Titan and, and uh, Europa were, especially Europa, were like so huge in 2010. Yeah. The book, that Arthur C. Clarke book. And that was a, I, 2001, I sort of, I was like, yeah, I, I love this. When I was a kid, 
I didn't, I hadn't seen the movie or anything. Yeah. I just had read the books. Um, and to 2000, and so when 2000, like when it became clear to me that 2001 was a big deal in part because of Stanley Kubrick's movie, yeah. um, I was like, I don't get it because I loved the book 2010 so much I never more. Read that one. Yeah. It, you might enjoy mm. it because it, it goes, it goes real deep into like, it really goes deep into Europa, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, so I, I especially love these mysteries that you want to yeah. solve. Uh, okay. And then next one is, um, uh, a vacation, a place where you'd have a vacation home, but uh, it could be within this planet or yeah. it could be something that is irrational on some level i.e. it could be um a hobbiton uh right it could be star wars right it could also just be undersea you know yeah. or, something that is uh unrealistic or if you want it to be tokyo that's also fine three right uh paris great i want to say like a private island somewhere around Fiji or something. Great, great. Um, I don't know. I can't. There's nothing like otherworldly that's popping out. Um, totally fine. I don't know. Where's somewhere else that'd be cool? I don't know. I'm really bad at this, apparently. No, no, no. It's mm. that's this is a common response. By the way, I feel like even when sometimes people turn the tables on me. Yeah. If I do their podcast and I am the worst, like I have no <laughs> answers prepared. Yeah. I mean, you know, even though I do the game and I'm yeah, like should yeah, be prepared yeah, for yeah. some of the questions. Um. Yeah. How do you feel about like the moon? Well, you said, oh, well, we'll great. do the third one on the great, moon just great, so I can great, watch great. the Earth rise. There but then go. it'd be really cold for two weeks. Be like yeah. the two week, two week on, two week off vacation home. Yeah. Well, you can <laughs> teleport there, so yeah. you can just be there okay, at perfect. will, and you don't yeah. have to worry about the weather. Yeah. Um. Okay. In fact, let's. Let's do, now I said teleportation, that can be one, but let's do three modes of transportation that aren't uh, doable or real. It could be something that hypothetically is real, or it could be something that like will probably never right. exist. Um, I mean, I guess hovercar, but right. I don't really even see the point of hovercars, because like when everyone has hovercars and we're all hovercarring around, it's just like, traffic jams in the it's air. It's just traffic jams in the air. Like yeah. we're going to have hovercar rules. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, every time I think of these like alternate modes of transportation, I'm just like, Here's it'd the be good if only it. I had them. Yeah. But well, if everyone then, then had them, we'll do that. <laughs> then we'll do that. This is something you, only you have. Okay. A hover car okay. Hover car. With the understanding that no one else has a hover car. Right. Yeah. Um, I might want like a private jetpacks for like short commutes. Right. Great. 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 <laughs> and um, I would really like like a private supersonic jet. Great. For like long, like yeah. cross country. Hell just yeah. like you know, pop up fringes of space and like get to australia in four hours as yeah. opposed to 14 because oh, like be that flight sucks yeah i was in does. australia for a month it's last year easy. and every time i was like giving a talk and i was talking about dinosaurs which is an old air force space plane concept and one of the spinoffs that the, one of the like lead engineers thought of was what he called ultra planes which are like rocket powered supersonic gliders that would be able to just for passenger travel yeah and one of the examples he gives is going from london to sydney in three hours uh -huh. and i'd be in this room and like in sydney and be like and can you imagine being able to get to London three hours everyone was like oh my god oh my god the London because all we have it <laughs> yeah. bad but the London to Sydney how, I don't know how far that is how it's many hours being, is that because it, it's, it's like I feel like you go through Singapore or something yeah it's outrageous yeah, because it's I definitely was a couple of the cons I did there were people who were English yeah uh, also appearing at that con and I was like I, rem I was complaining that I was you know jet lagged or whatever although it's never yeah. that but it's always bad coming back yeah. but I definitely was like oh you know it was, there was some reason about the time difference and uh and they just looked at me like I was the biggest asshole and I was like what it takes like 14 hours to get here and they're like 24 and yeah. I was like oh right yeah different L London different. to Sydney is I've yeah. only heard is like the worst yeah, possible bad news. travel so. in fact I even there was one guy um that I met who actually had had um 
what you call it with your when your vein your thrombosis deep oh, deep, deep vein thrombosis yeah. he had had one of those happen to him on one of those flights oh my because God. he was just sitting still yeah. for so long yeah I was like that's a, yeah. a that's a nightmare thing you kind of hope isn't that common or real because yeah. you get warned about it and you think like well that's you think terrible most people should know to just stand up just yeah. move around just like yeah but it's and I've become that person where I'm sort of like uh maybe premium economy for this cross-country it's like, rough cross it's rough flight. and those are things again yeah. you sort of find those things out about yourself and if you are lucky enough to be in a position where you can afford to even make that yeah. decision i sort of always make yeah. the decision to every, do it every every you know? once in a while i'll be like you know what i do want this right now like i was yeah. coming back from zurich a few months ago and i was just like okay pretty hungover and exhausted and i was like this is going to be like going through paris this is going to be a long flight back i upgraded to business class because like i the, the trip was paid for and i was yeah. like i have that's worth my own money yeah and just like to have a flat bed in the yes. sky unfortunately Unfortunately, there was someone next to me so when you're both lying down I had to like vault over him and I was like this is bad <laughs> it's very it's, intimate suddenly yeah oh man it got weird but uh <laughs> not no no <laughs> but uh, yeah it's like one of those things where I was like this is at one 100 worth the money that I just spent on this because yeah. I was actually able to sleep and be comfortable as opposed to like sitting in this starting can being like I I'm gonna lose my mind yeah like it's the difference between cracking and like it is and arriving then that, again home yeah it's safe. like if you know that about yeah. yourself we sort yeah. of if you're if we're ever in a position to have the money to be again to be able to make that decision it's yeah. nice to know about yourself yeah. like you know what i'm not going to regret this yeah. this is going to be something i need mm-hmm. to do okay um moving right along uh next category well let's go it's classic mash let's do three uh dudes or ladies um uh alternate universe sexy yeah. times uh partner anything like that and it can be a character from something it doesn't yeah. have to be like this actor blah blah yeah blah. i got i don't know <laughs> did you have crushes when you were a teenager like were you like yeah oh, if only leonardo dicaprio i mean 100%. these are the people i'm gonna have oh, to yeah. put down oh, no, I was, right, let's I connect was, with your teenage i was 12 when video. titanic came out so obviously oh, that was my favorite prime oh my god I yeah. st- but i still love him <laughs> yeah I, well there you go he's even perfect. though i hear he's like kind of an ass yeah but this is yeah. like this is almost like the, so it's almost like the 12, 12 year old self um I gotta go with Tim Armstrong, <laughs> right? Great, which, great, great. which and I'm sure. Do you know who he is? No one knows. Who he is. Oh, maybe I don't. It's the singer from Rancid. Oh, <laughs> 30, 30 year old Tim Armstrong will forever be my dream man, <laughs> okay. despite the background of heroin use. It. And I'm still just like I touched his back at a show a few Amazing. months ago, and I was just like, oh, I love him. Amazing. Um, yeah, he's got like a massive hobo beard now. Um, and thir- I don't who who would be third? Who else is like I don't know? Who else do people These like when answers. you're twelve? Um, I can't even think of. God, Leo's a good this one. This is bad. I know, I mean, people, right? Who do people love? They love Ryan Gosling. They love I Brad Pitt. I don't get Ryan Gosling. They love... And I never really got Brad Pitt either. Who did I love when I was that age? Well, well, I love if weird we, people. If we so can be weird, out, of, like, out of time, I'll go with Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. Oh, Buddy God. Holly of course is you can one of my all-time time. favorites. 100% I, out of time. Oh, yeah. And Gene Kelly was also like, yeah. I was devastated when I found out that Singing in the Rain was not a modern movie because I was just like, Gene Kelly is the prettiest man I've ever seen. Do you want to swap out Tim or no, Leo? No, no we're good. good. We're got, keeping them. good list. Okay. We're, we're keeping them. All right. Great. Um, okay. The next category uh, is a perennial favorite. Um, uh, three foods or drinks, something like that, like a substance that it has mm. some sort of physical ramification in this reality, yeah. uh, whether it's just calories or an allergy, whatever. In this alternate reality, it's good for you. You can have right. it at the snap of your finger. And it can be something that you can own, that you're like, oh, the, I had this one slice of cake once. I've never yeah. been. Yeah. It's that, it can be that sort of thing, too, like an obscure thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, beer. Right. <laughs> whiskey <laughs> I'm um, yeah i'm gonna not pick alcohol for my third one okay um and uh i don't know maybe like pizza <laughs> i don't yeah. remember the last time i ate pizza to be totally honest i don't 
I don't eat that much. See, I, I'm like obsessive about my diet and working out because of my love of beer and whiskey. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yeah. Those are things I won't get. Oh, delicious pizza. Um, I guess you could see my favorite on there. Uh, okay. Next one. Well, let's do uh, alternate universe jobs. And it's sort of the fun part of whatever yeah. the job is. It's not like, oh, but then I would have to blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, I go th- I go that road in my head. Yeah. Oh, alternate universe jobs. Ah. And it could also be like a thing that you don't do full time, but it could be like, I started this foundation or I right. have a cafe that I check in with, but I'm not there right. every day, day in, day out. Yeah. I don't even, it's, this is the one that's hard because like I love what I do and like yeah. this is the dream job in a weird way. I guess well, we like, can, we don't have to do this category yeah, if you don't I want. I mean, I could just pick random other things that I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Look, fuck, fuck it. Then we're not going to do that category. I, I want it to be fun for you. Yeah. Um, the next one is, well, fun. let's yeah. do this then. I bet you'll, I bet you'll like this one better. Okay. Three skills that you wake up with tomorrow that you know how to do ma- like matrix style. You didn't have to learn. Uh, you just know. Play piano. Great. Um, fly. Great. Like pilot, not the gift of flight. Uh-huh. Um, and another thing I wish I could do, um, well, I'm working on this one, but I would love to wake up and like Muay Thai really good. Great. Yeah. I've been training for almost three years and it's still just like, I. why can't my body move the way oh I want it to God. move? I can't even know? imagine. Uh, I can't even really imagine how long, that long it would take me. Um, well, because you know, when you wake up and you see all those comments on the internet and you want to punch things, yeah. I learned how to punch yeah, things. Yeah, well, fair that's, enough. That's next up today is yeah. I just need, I just need like a half hour of some really loud Attack music something. and to like beat the shit out of something. Yeah. So I'm going to take my gloves down to the gym and like Love it. beat up a bag in the corner with Love all it. the big guys lifting their weights. Ah, that's going to be weird. That's great. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy punching. There's no doubt about it. Yep. Um, uh, okay. And then next Safe punching, do... to be clear. Safe punching. Safe punching. I don't advocate punching people in the face Safe unless punching. it's my coach and we're sparring and we both right. have mouth guards in. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that was a good PSA. Um, okay. Uh, now we'll do like, um, like friend slash mentor. And this can be from any, any time mm. as well. Like somebody yeah. living or dead, somebody that you can call up at any time. They're delighted to get your call. They give you advice, yeah. you chat with them, they make you laugh, whatever. Three. Uh, Carl Sagan. Done and done. I don't know if this person would be a good mentor, but I'm going to say Pete Conrad, who okay. the astronaut that my cat is named for. Um, yeah, I actually have talked to his wife a couple of times. She's a doll and she loves that my cat is named for her late husband. Well, but, then we'll, um, we'll assume yeah. he was he would have been worth your time. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I should have a better answer for that. Really? OK. Um, I can't think of a third. That's weird. It's not, though. I mean, you can think of a third. It's just you know that you don't have time to think of a third, but I'm still making you come yeah, up with a third. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Um, what about like, uh, and again, that this happens frequently, particularly with me, is like I'll come up with two, and then for some reason the third, I put so much pressure on myself that like my brain shuts down. This is going to be a weird one, but I'm going to put Tim Armstrong in there again. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Put him this, in there. This, this, this man has done a ridiculous amount of like creative stuff that i'm always that's like great. amazed and that's kind of inspired great. by it so that would be cool yeah take do it with pride i think that's fantastic um okay and then last one will be um i'm gonna come out looking like such a weird schizo in this no! <laughs> not even yeah. a little bit uh okay final category see now i'm doing it and like i sh- there's a million categories i could pick right um well l- I'll, I'll do this on uh, uh something fictional because Usually I, de- I dip into this a little mm-hmm. bit further, but three movies that you mm-hmm. can jump into and just be in that world, interact with the characters. It's not like you're reliving the plot. It's just a sort of like, this is a world that I, that I enjoy watching or that right. I would enjoy being a part of. 
Oh, God. When you put it that way, when you put it in terms of a world, I have to go Harry Potter. Great. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Definitely on um, my list. Other worlds. Because now now I'm thinking in terms of like worlds that have been created. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be. It could literally be like The Breakfast Club. Or, yeah. you know, the sort of like, this is my go-to movie that I watch when I'm down. Or, yeah. you know, that, that becomes like, God, if I could just get into it even more. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Annie Hall. Great. And... Um, <laughs> i don't know uh let's go with greece actually oh it was great. between that and mean girls and i was gonna be like oh but I that sounds mean horrible when you're talking oh, about like how weird movie. high school was yeah it's that movie, movie is have you seen edge of 17 no you must no. see it asap it looked like it would be good but also it's like so depressing good. in a weird way it's it's there are things about it it definitely doesn't it definitely doesn't pull punches so to speak yeah. um because i feel like whenever those movies and it's so and it's it? very funny yeah. it's okay. very funny because i feel like whenever there are those high school movies where it's like the the weird loner girl yeah. who like doesn't fit in but like yeah. ultimately ends up happy in the end i'm just like fuck you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fuck you i'm third i'm in my 30s yeah. and i still can't find that so fuck yeah. you <laughs> yeah and then think, i just I don't get think, bad i don't think this movie will disappoint which is why i like uh, binge you. on shows like futurama and 30 rock where like everyone's a mess <laughs> that's right that's right it feels yeah. good doesn't it it's very reassuring. Yeah, it's like I always say that like I I'm because I, I rewatch Seinfeld whenever. So my internet sucks. So when I'm uploading a video, I can't watch Netflix. Uh-huh. So if I'm like working in the evening, I'll just like put on Seinfeld DVDs. And sure. I'm noticing that I like grew up watching Seinfeld yeah. and I subconsciously modeled myself on Elaine more than I realized. I'm just like, oh, I picked a horrible role model, <laughs> but a great dancer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, I do. Amazing. I do a pretty good Elaine, which is great because I can't do it because it's a podcast. So oh, one day. <laughs> yeah. One day when you have a video version of this. I'll come back I'll on get and back. We'll you'll just come and you'll come dressed yeah. in character oh yeah with the big um, poof it's gonna be great yeah uh okay tell me when do you know this part where you just like yeah. I do a little thing and so this won't take very long so, just tell fast yourself stop. tell me when to yeah tell me when to stop stop okay I'm gonna pause this do okay. some calculations all right <laughs> and uh I will be back with your 100% guaranteed mash future fantastic all right uh okay now I need to rip the band-aid off quickly okay. about the fact that you've got a shack that Damn. said your shack is in paris beautiful so you don't need like some huge you can be out on the streets enjoying oh, yeah. paris i think what yeah. a sh- i think basically a shack in paris just means like your apartment is above a bookstore yeah <laughs> but like, like but at the same time i feel like a shack and like that kind of thing in paris would be like the most romantic sexy yeah. little nest ever that yeah. would be like pretty amazing it's gonna be great it's yeah. gonna be great so congrats on that Thanks. uh to get there uh and anywhere getting around i want you to know that you have your own personal private jackpack perfect um i guess you wanted that for shorter distances so yeah I don't want you but to as long as like as it. long as i can like cross the atlantic for work yeah. in in the u.s when i have to be through, here just zip yeah. right on over uh so that's awesome um uh you are also able to jetpack or no jump into the world of harry potter fantastic very cool that's fun uh and that uh, you also are a virtuoso on the piano amazing not bad amazing um I like the idea of you playing a bunch of uh, beautiful music and then just kicking back and drinking unlimited beers. Fantastic. There's a nice uh, there's a nice thing happening yep. there with your uh, significant other, Tim Armstrong. Fantastic. Whose back you've also touched. <laughs> and uh, that just leaves us with you and your uh, dear friend and mentor, Carl Sagan, oh, discussing yay. the fact that there, in fact, is life on Europa. I guess what Amazing. you wanted was the mystery solve. So maybe yeah. the answer is there isn't so, life, but certainly you guys are discovering yeah. that together. So, so Carl and I are working on increasing people's want for that mission so we can there make that go. happen and there actually find that life on Europe. Exactly. Like, yeah. Awesome. Um, Amy, for all of my kind <laughs> listeners, because I have not a troll among m- mine, oh, uh, so where can people find you? 
Uh, best place to find me is on YouTube. The, that's where I'm most active. It's uh, just Vintage Space. So YouTube.com slash Vintage Space. Uh, weekly, like straight up education episodes. And I'm diversifying my content right now into like some more ranty vlog style things or opinion pieces. And it's it's getting it's getting more fun. Right. Um, so that's good, I guess. Uh, Twitter, uh, AST Vintage Space is my handle mm-hmm. on Twitter. AST and Vintage Space yep. and Vintage same, Space on YouTube. Yeah. And same on Instagram, AST right. Vintage Space. And that's it i have a facebook page but i can't i can't no, manage all we've, the we've covered that you guys are <laughs> uh, not going to yeah. through that um okay amazing all right uh thank you so much for doing the podcast team i'm so glad this came thank together you. for both of our crazy yeah, schedules yeah this has been fun this it's has been, been like good, a pretty right? chill conversation okay like good it. i'm very happy to hear <laughs> absolutely. that absolutely uh and guys i will talk to you next time on the podcast bye <laughs> As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.